Yeah, and they're skilled in representing both renters and buyers. Um, but here in Oregon, no, we just stick to our lane. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, Colleen, we've got some listener questions here. The first one comes to us from Terry in Salem. Uh, Terry says, I'd like to live in a mixed-use development that kind of has, you know, housing on the upper floors and businesses on the bottom. Where are the best options for that kind of living around here? Oh, that's a great question, Terry. You know, we haven't had a lot of it in the past in in downtown Salem. We are starting to see some pop up. There's a development right there on the waterfront. In fact, we have a listing coming up in there pretty soon in the next month or two um, that I might be able to share with you a sneak peek of. Typically in the downtown Salem, you don't see a lot of mixed use residential with retail. I hope to see some in the future. Portland has a ton, south waterfront Portland area. Um, So I'd like to talk to you maybe about where you want to live and and what that might look like but but that's a great question it is kind of fun that urban lifestyle to have a little coffee shop below you and and own your condo uh, above with some cool uh, river views yeah uh, something that's definitely seeming at least uh, in other areas to become more and more popular and uh, maybe you know starting to catch on with people wanting that lifestyle a bit more now yeah and and salem has had some restrictions on mixed-use residential retail in their downtown area, which we've seen them starting to lift. We're also seeing a lot of revitalization with some of the older buildings downtown. You see them coming down, and I think we we will be seeing some of that going up, and I'm excited for that in the next year or two. Thank you so much for the question, Terry. All right, let's get to one here from Angela over in Lake Oswego. Angela says, can you help us figure out the timing of selling our home? If everything went perfectly, we'd be moving out of state to our new home, which, by the way, will be a rental, on May 1st of 2022. So we want to definitely make sure our home is sold by then, but also don't want to sell it too soon and have to move twice. Can we list now or maybe January and push closing way back? Or would we want to wait until March or April to list? How would you go about timing everything given our desired move date? Wow, that's such a great question. I mean, timing is everything. And for sellers and that kind of um, plan, you know, when they're looking at the next six to nine months in this case, what is the right time to go on market? And that is the biggest most opportunity that I can offer you is to like have a conversation. Let's sit down and really talk. Why is this timeline the way it is? Why are you leaving on in May? What does it mean to list now and possibly do a rent back? And some of the things that we need to factor in is where is the market headed? If you do wait till spring, what does that look like? We're not sure. I mean, I have predictions. Um, we can forecast somewhat, but we're ultimately not sure. And so I have actually a few clients in the same situation wondering, hey, we're gonna we're going to be moving in the spring. Do we list now, like October, November, or do we wait till January, or do we wait till right before we move? And so that question, the answer depends on some other, you know, let's talk about why that timeline is there and what it would mean if you sold sooner. But we do have options. If you want to go ahead and sell now in the fall, 
We could do a, a rent back. We can also let any potential buyer know, hey, these sellers need to stay in their home until May. And so extended closings definitely aren't necessarily favorable but a rent back where we go ahead and close and you get your money in your bank and you don't have a mortgage anymore but then you pay the buyer to rent back the house and so those situations are very popular when you're dealing with a long you know a plan but not sure exactly when the right time to list is i hope that answer helps your question <laughs> yeah it sounds like there's two things to evaluate the financials but then also just like the lifestyle like if you're okay, even if you don't want to rent that the same home, are you okay moving into another rental? Although they, I guess, said they don't want to move twice. So Don't want to move twice. Yeah, nobody really wants to back. move twice. But sometimes, hey, if it means an extra 20 to 40 grand in your pocket, maybe that move twice thing starts to be appealing. So that's why it's just best. Let's sit down for a consultation. No obligation. Let's just kind of talk about timeline and why and value. We want to make sure we're profiting you the most money we can on your home and we're just making it as least stressful for you. And if that means moving only once, we'll make sure that that, that, that happens for you. Oscar is up next over in Texas and says, uh, my wife and I are moving into the area in a few months. We're not planning to buy for a few years because we want to make sure we like the area, but we'd love some help finding a place to rent. But my wife seems to think that real estate agents don't help people rent a home anymore, and we're kind of just on our own. Is that true? Because I thought real estate agents also help you find rental homes. I think I remember seeing some episodes of House Hunters where they were looking at rentals not to buy. So yeah, your wife is right. <laughs> uh, real estate agents do not help with rentals, um, not in residential. Sometimes in commercial, we'll work with leases. But unfortunately, no, we don't handle residentials. Now, I can refer you to some great property management companies. So just reach out to me, email, call, text. And I would love to, you know, introduce myself to you and put you in touch with the right people you need when you get here. And the reasoning, Colleen, and I think I did some reading on this uh, in the past, and I think states are different, but some states, it's like what you would be able to make off of helping someone find a rental home is just like peanuts. And so therefore, it, it's just not in the financial interest of a real estate agent to spend their all the time that it would take to help somebody in that situation. It's, right. it's not a selfish and, thing. It just isn't a good business thing. Well, and we don't have a model for a, a realtor that's practicing property management. It's just two separate careers. You yeah. could cross over, but you know, a property manager could also be a licensed real estate agent. And in fact, the property manager I would put um, you in touch with is a licensed real estate agent. However, she prefers to work in the property management field. So she lives there and we live here <laughs> and we just refer your clients back and forth. Keeping it separate a little bit. I do know there are some states where the like real estate agent makes a lot more. Oh, New York. The set, like yeah, like a New York, and I forget yeah. what some of the other states were. But then it becomes way more worth it for them to help participate in that part of the equation. So. Yeah, and they're skilled in representing both renters and buyers. Um, but here in Oregon, no, we just stick to our lane. Uh, it's a great question, though. Thank you for sending that in, Oscar. But if you want to get some of those referrals that Colleen's talking about, you know the ways to get in touch. You can call or text 503-830-9467 or text the word Oregon to the number 21000 to get in touch as well. All right, last question of the week. Colleen comes to us from Nick in Monmouth. 
Nick says, do you think it would be beneficial to add a fence to our backyard to attract more buyers? We'll be selling in a few months, and if so, what type of fence do you think boosts home value best? Oh, well, hey, Nick, I need to come over and see your backyard. (laughs) So uh, I think I would be able to determine that a little bit better in person. Um, Just kind of depends. Let's stick to the style of the neighborhood. Sometimes, yes, a fence does add value. Um, However, lumber's expensive right now, and fences uh, are backed up. We're experiencing that. So it might not be necessary. Like I always say, it kind of depends on your timeline, what else you've got going with your house, condition of everything. So I'd love to come over and see that, and I'll be able to help determine the right direction for you. Great question. Thank you for sending that one in to us, Nick, as well. Yeah, we... um we had added a fence, uh, one, because we wanted it, but two, I think it really helped attract a lot of buyers. This was you know, when we sold our last home, mm-hmm. and the people that ended up buying our house had two dogs, and a fenced-in yard was really important to them, and they were evaluating a few different homes in the area, and ours had the fence, and that helped us them, you know, encourage them to put the offer in on our house because the fence was already there. And it was a big uh, relief for them to not have to then think about having to do that as soon as they moved in. So definitely helped. But this was way before a lumber shortage. And yeah, fences require a lot of lot of wood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Um, is there a particular type of fence that's most attractive? Or is the standard wood fence usually the way to go? I think it it depends on the style of house. I mean, at my house, we have a chain link with a black privacy flats in there and that was my husband's desire i i would probably choose a beautiful cedar but um he's always the practical one and that's what he wanted and it looks really good and keeps the deer out and it creates a lot of privacy and so for for our property that works and looks well and then the neighbor ended up doing it as well and then the neighbor on the other side ended up doing it as well and so it just looks fantastic But, you know, it kind of depends. Are you sharing property lines and are we going to negotiate a a shared cost on the fence? And so those are things I can definitely step in and help with and I'd love to. The Keeping It Real Estate podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting Keeping It Real Estate Podcast. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.